From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready. Clark Ford Studio here starting another week. Busy week for Ole Miss baseball coming up. They uh, did not have a very busy weekend. Only played 16 innings over the course of two wins over VCU. The Ole Miss basketball team falling to Texas A&M on Saturday. They are in the final week of their regular season. They are at Kentucky on Tuesday. And then on Saturday, senior night against Vanderbilt, a 5 o'clock start for that one against Jerry Stackhouse, Scotty Pippen Jr., and the Commodores. So we'll let's times that uh, game? Five, five o'clock. Five o'clock. Yep. We'll recap the weekend. We'll look ahead, talk about whatever people in the stream want to talk about, and just be with you here for a normal time this morning on the show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West in Oxford. You know about the lunch specials. Those are five sixty nine for two sides, bread, 32-ounce drink, or just stop in and see what all's in their hot case. Ribs every day, wet or dry. You can call ahead, pick them up. You don't want to deal with dinner tonight. Maybe you just let them handle that for you. Easy from there, the uh, the Oxford Exxon and most Blue Sky locations throughout Mississippi, as well as uh, some desserts, some vegetables, whatever you so like there. And we know that you still can next, uh, open up the Exxon mobile app or take a picture of the QR code. Get $10 off your fill-up there with the Oxford Exxon or any again, any Blue Sky location in Mississippi and coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call the number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey. What Ford product you're looking for, he'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. Uh, you get your quote, and the rest is up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, but I'd recommend that you do. Let's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place to uh, have a burger, a po' boy, appetizer, a beer, full bar, you can go before a baseball game, after a baseball game, basketball Saturday, like Chase said. So all that at Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford and also in New Albany. Chris Barnes in the uh, in the thread explains why there was so much noise upstairs yesterday. He's got a stomach bug, so I was staying away from him, but I heard all sorts of commotion up in his room that appeared to be related to an athletics endeavor. Uh-huh. So it must have been the English Premier League game with Chelsea. I had severe writer's block yesterday, and so I had to turn everything off in here so that I could make myself focus. I didn't have anything on. Really? I just stared at the computer. Just I, 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 I kept getting up and walking away and saying, I'm just not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. You kind of hit that point in the year there's not as much stuff to write about. Well, when they're on weeks where we have literally no football, and there's hey, I like if I write about football, it is disingenuous at this point. Like I am. Well, I wrote about because you're almost getting to the point where you go, hey, the spring's coming, so let's preview the quarterbacks. Like I've I been, mean, I've you, been doing that. Yeah, I know what I'm saying. I mean, that's that's kind of where we're at. at and this that's point, not is. me. You know, that's not what I'm good at. I've never liked that portion of. Um, I've never liked that. Uh, that part of the job. I don't mind covering spring football. I hate previewing something that when it occurs is still five months from a game. You know what I mean? 
Like they're going to start spring football three weeks from today. Three weeks from today, the season will still be five and a half months away. So when you overdo previewing something that is, I don't know if inconsequential is the right word. Mm-hmm. It's not immediately consequential, right? You're not preparing on Tuesday for a game Saturday against Tennessee. There's not immediate results that can be found unless you have money on the red versus the blue in the Grove Bowl. Well, it's the setup to the setup to the setup. Like it, it, it's it's we're, we're previewing the preview in a way because yeah. spring will give us our first even sort of glimpse into anything. Right. So we're, I mean, yeah, it's 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 yeah, okay. Uh, Kyle Wilson, thanks for the super chat. He says, Neil, have you ever thought about doing a news or political podcast? I uh, I have. I've actually been approached about that um, by a couple of different people. Um, I haven't done it for a myriad of reasons. It's one of the things, Chase and I have laughed about this. It's one of the things during the whole pandemic stuff. I get, I get the comparison. I, I, it's funny to me. Because like people mean it as an insult, and I don't take it that way. When like you're trying to be Clay Travis, it's like no, but I I sometimes wish that I had steered further into that stream, like Clay did. Clay has made an absolute fortune. Damn sure done that. I mean, he's made an absolute fortune. He's he's raised his profile from blogger to one of the more recognizable people in media. The thing that he has going for him versus us or anything else beyond, you know, probably talent and things like that, yeah. are uh, when you have a national audience, you have such a larger bowl sure, of course. to choose from where an alienation is not as severe as yeah. is smaller that your, your scope is at that point. Um, and I probably don't know enough about Mississippi politics to do a Mississippi political show. That's probably a flaw, but I'm... I'm not. Yeah, as, yeah, sure. I'm not as interested in that as I am national stuff. Yeah, sure. So, Aaron's question: We're I mean, both kind of all over the place. Alan says, "What's the third best SEC basketball job?" Tennessee question mark. He's assuming Kentucky's one and Arkansas's two. Mm, Kentucky's definitely one. Arkansas's not a guarantee to by any stretch. Of no, imagination. it's not. Musselman has shown they have a high ceiling as a program. Musselman has shown just how high the ceiling is there. Because he hasn't, he hasn't reached their ceiling yet. They've got a lottery pick coming in, another kid who could be a lottery pick, and then another five-star kid who's down to them in Gonzaga. Or Gonzaga, however you say it. I don't really care. It's all good. Um, I don't know, but I'll get an email on that. Um, when you can recruit at that level, look, they made the Elite Eight last year. They just played an Elite Eight-style game in Bud Walton on on Saturday and won. What are they, 23 and 6, I think? Um, Yeah, it's a damn good job. Tennessee's way up there, too. LSU's a good job because of their network and their willingness to do that. Sure. And look, they've been very good in multiple coaches. I mean, you can make the argument LSU is at least a contender for that spot. Yeah, and some people would argue Florida. You could have that debate. The more and more people I talk to because of obvious reasons right now yeah. is that Florida is a Billy Donovan job more than a Florida job. And that from a overall infrastructure, that job is overrated to some extent because of how good Billy D was. Sure. 
And obviously, Lon Kruger took him to the Final Four, and they've had other instances. But, but Billy's an elite coach. Yeah. I mean, Billy Donovan's an elite coach. Um, I mean, top 10 coach in the world in basketball. Yeah. I don't know. It's probably, it's probably Kentucky, Tennessee, LSU, Arkansas in some order after after number one. Kentucky's the best job, and then Arkansas really loves it. Tennessee really loves it. That that helps. It's one of the pushbacks that I had. There was a thread on our board that I I stayed out of it, but I kind of wanted to get back into it. Was you know when football's good and baseball's good. They're good in they're good in football and and baseball at Arkansas this year. They're good at Tennessee in football and 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 baseball. They're getting better in football. They've always been good. They got better in baseball and they bought into it. Why can't it be both? It's twenty twenty two. Seriously, there is not a single sport you shouldn't be good in in the SEC right now. They're st- they're all too damn public. Yeah, you should be good in women's basketball. You should be good in softball. Of I course, mean, those like, are the five. Those sports. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's no all, all none of those five can be completely mailed in at this point in in, yeah. in, in college athletics. That that mentality has to stop because they have no bearing on one another either. Well, especially baseball and basketball. That's not even network related. Like they literally have no connection, no, or association other than attendance sharing. Sometimes How? you can make a football basketball argument because of frankly network reasons. Sure. But still, you can't give away one. But I like I don't know how someone, and I get Ole Miss is really good in baseball, and it's it's got incredible popularity. I'm not I'm not criticizing it. They're one of I don't know six seven programs in the league that are fully embraced baseball. Oh uh, yeah, sure. Um, and probably even a little more than that. I mean, Kentucky just spent forty million dollars yeah, on a I was, stadium. I was getting ready to say it's probably increased. It's probably almost all of them, frankly, other ten than or eleven at this point, maybe even more. Yeah, but. I don't know how you can look at uh, Fayetteville Saturday, Knoxville Saturday, Tuscaloosa Saturday, Auburn earlier in the week. I don't know how you can look at that and go, yeah, we don't want that. We don't want that at our place. I, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't relate to that. I mean, it's like they come in like the the, the – the trainer from the stars comes in and goes, "Hey, we'll uh, we'll train you. We've got a nutrition staff and everything free." And not the nine other people with you go, "Yep, in." And you go, "Nah, I'm good. I'll, I'll just sit here and eat pizza and be fat. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. It's free. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm that's stupid. I mean, if, you, you're an idiot if you don't go. Yes, I'm coming." I don't. I don't know how you can look at that and say we don't want that to be a part of that. Because we're two weeks away from the start of the NCAA tournament when the whole country rip, turns its attention to it. They just do. It for for you get if you make an Elite Eight, Sweet Sixteen run, you get two weeks of publicity that you can't buy. Well, it's it's twofold. It's that, of course, if you make the tournament, you get publicity. If you make the tournament, your exposure goes up all the way around. But frankly, if you win a game in the tournament, I almost feel like yeah. winning the game, winning at least one game, becomes so more so much more exponential. And it's one of the reasons why if Mike White survives at Florida, it's it's why he done that because he will have made the tournament every year but the first one and won a game each of those times. Yeah. Um. But 
it's two things. It, it's all that national stuff that you're talking about. And then on a more micro level, college basketball is almost kind of like Major League Baseball in that it's big regionally mm-hmm. and it's big in your markets. So what you're actually talking about is, no, it's just it's just keeping your own fan base energized. It's keeping your own fan base prideful. and Because the challenge for athletic departments is keeping fan bases, A, just engaged enough to continue to buy tickets and sports and, 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 and invest in all the ways they need investments and money and NILs and all these things. But beyond that is keeping them through the calendar, keeping them through the entire 12 months or at least the 10 months of the season when everything's going on. And when basketball is successful, that – takes you from that, that 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 football thing. It gets you back into football season almost from a spring football standpoint. It does so many things on a micro level that's that's incredibly relevant. And it's um, fun for students. Look at the student sections, like the Tennessee yeah. student section the other day. It was amazing. That is a big building for anybody who's never been inside. Yeah, Thompson, Thompson Bowling is cavernous almost. It's, it it's, was full. Bud Walton's a big building. You couldn't get a ticket. It was an impossible ticket. You want that. Auburn's that way. People have been camping out for days to get into games sometimes. I don't know how you can look at that and go, I know, we're good. We've got baseball. No one's stopping you from having baseball. It has nothing to do with baseball. It's not like you don't have the shooting guard because you went out and bought a shortstop. It's not, it's, that's not how it works. You can, be, you can have both. I mean, it's one of the dumbest arguments. Every time I see it, I just, my eyes glaze over. No, you want to be a part of March Madness. You, you want to be a part of it. In the same way, you want to be a part of the postseason in baseball. You want that. You want ESPN to flip around and for your game to be on. You want to be a part of the College World Series in softball. People watch it. Frankly, it's one of the best TV sports. It's, it's, it's softball's a great TV It's sport. two hours. It's quick. There's lots of action. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. It doesn't drag. It's two hours. Every damn time. That's why the NFL works. It's three hours and five minutes. That's why it works. Um, but you, you can't just pass on it. And college basketball's fun when it's good. There were a lot of good games the other night. One through six got beat. That's right. Yeah, you know, yeah. Lots of upsets. It was fun. People love, And the tournaments are coming up. Like People watch the, you know, Sunbelt Championship or the Conference USA Championship or the MEAC Championship. You don't watch those games any other time, but a spot a spot in the tournament's on the line. In. Yes, poor beer. In. So you want to be good at it. You look at that atmosphere in Fayetteville and the atmosphere in Knoxville. I saw Musselman talking about it on Twitter. He's getting all these calls from people like, is it really like that? He's like, well, it's a special place when you win. I've been in... The pavilion when Ole Miss was really competitive. Kermit's first year. One of Andy's last good years. That NIT game that against Tennessee Georgia Tech. That Tennessee game in Kermit's first year. Was it first year? Yeah, first year. Tennessee yeah. and Kentucky. Those yeah, environments yeah. were awesome. I know the, the end was whatever, but the environment was. Yeah, the environment was special. That was my point of my column the other day. It wasn't a, hey, you got to make a change. It wasn't that. It was, I think you ha- you've, I think you've, hit the point from a support standpoint where you're going to have to publicly espouse a plan moving forward. Here's what's happened. Here's how we get you back. We've got to get you, but you can't just assume at this point, I think that people are going to come back. And I think people who haven't been to the games or just watched the television setup and at Ole Miss, the setup 
on those SEC network games. I don't mean this to be offensive or to piss anybody off, but the setup is awful. Mm-hmm. The camera angle's bad. You you don't see much. Um, because that arena is a whole lot cooler in person than it looks on TV. I mean, it is. Try not to piss people off today, but but it's true. Um, but if you haven't been to the games, South Carolina, Texas A and M, Vanderbilt. If you haven't been to those games, not Vanderbilt, Texas A&M, South Carolina, Alabama, Arkansas, if you haven't been to those games this year, you don't really understand the the atmospheric shift that's happened around that program. It's just kind of dead. It's very quiet. It has been all season. It has been all year. I mean, the Auburn game was lively because Auburn brought – 2,500 at, at, at least. least 2,000 people. Yeah. Um, Arkansas brought some people. Otherwise, that would have been pretty dead. They didn't bring as many people. That was a Tuesday night or Wednesday night or something. It was kind of flat. Alabama game was flat. South Carolina was really flat. And then, you know, my phone lit up on Saturday with pictures from the from the arena, people inside the arena saying, look at this. And I know what they announced is the crowd. That was not the crowd. And frankly, it's the irony of ironies because the crowd was a little better than people thought it would be because the expectations were so low for the game. And it gave some people an out to go, well, the weather was really bad. That's why it wasn't there. But if the weather had been great, the crowd would have been half of what it was because baseball would have played. Yeah, it had been 70 degrees and sunny. Yeah. What's the crowd? 1,500? Yeah. There was no baseball game. And if you had a baseball ticket, you got into basketball for free. Mm Mm-hmm. What else were you going to do? You were staying home because the weather was crap. I mean, or everybody goes, well, everybody went to the bars. Well, if you've got a nine-year-old, you didn't go to Funkies. Well, and bars don't do great when the weather's bad. Lee would much rather have great good weather, weather than sure. bad weather. Yeah, I mean, that's... that's. It, it just is what it is at this point. You've, I, think you, I think they've hit the point where you have to address it. It doesn't mean you have to make a change, but it means you have to address how you got here. You can't just put out a press release at this point that goes, hey, we rolled over a contract and, you know, here we go. Hashtag new heights. That didn't go over well. Just 30 seconds on something. Did you see this? I guess it was put out yesterday. Or it was put out yesterday. And I mean, it's on a chain. Just the way they would. And it technically only removes one game. But how I, I give I give some respect here. How the West Coast Conference does their tournament bracket. Did you see this? I did see the way that the bracket's set up. Gonzaga doesn't play a game until the semifinals. Right. They only have to win two. And St. Mary's too, right? The one and the two get, get buys yeah. all the way out. Yeah, but yeah. so if you're if you're Pacific, you have to play three games to win to get to Gonzaga. Like they just they have to keep playing every next seed until they get to the one seed over the course of the uh it makes the you kinda look at it and go, hey uh makes the regular season meaningful. It does that, and it gives them the best chance of getting not just their best team in, but multiple bids uh-huh. as well. Yeah. Because you're not going to run the risk of Gonzaga losing that first-round game to specific. Right. If they lose, it's going to be to, you know, I don't know, Santa Clara or somebody, and then kind of make specific it. located? Is it up near San Francisco? I don't know. I'm not either. sure. I, I, I don't know that There's a little I'm, town south of San Francisco when you get on the one called Pacifica, which is kind of cool. Pacific University Forest Grove campus is no hold on. Let's see. 
Pacific University. It is in Oregon. Forest Grove, Oregon. Oh, okay. It's not even in California. How about that? Or not that I'm aware of. I was today years old when I found that out. I, I would have always just assumed it was in California somewhere. Unless it's University of Pacific. Is that a different school? Hold I don't on. know. Hold on. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not very good. This is a Jeffrey question. I'm not very good on this type of thing. Maybe it's in Stockton, California. University of the Pacific is in Stockton, California. I think that's it. Okay, is that it? That's what our friend Vance says in the thread. Okay, there we go. I think he's right. All right, good enough. See, people helping people. It's all good. (laughs) Yeah. And Alan makes a good point. It's one of the reasons that I think Mike White's in trouble at Florida is that they're crowds. Florida, Arkansas last week, two ranked teams. Florida had just beaten Auburn at home, mm-hmm. and they had about 4,000, 4,500 actual bodies mm-hmm. in the arena. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, you couldn't keep the Tad Pad, but Tad Pad for sure was a better hostile environment than the pavilion has yeah. been to this extent because the pavilion is very comfortable and yeah. people kind of ease in like a movie theater it's just you're you're watching you're, it's not yeah it's almost you're just kind of watching an event you're not participating in said event quite as much and at Ole Miss the basketball crowd's a little older it yeah. just is it is it, it is it is it is yeah it is what it is yeah but uh it is. Just quickly, uh, Ole Miss women yesterday losing to South Carolina. Pretty much the whole game. They played pretty well against the Gamecocks. Uh, But earlier in the day, Missouri knocked off Florida, which gave Ole Miss the number four seed in the the tournament for uh, the SEC tournament, wherever that is. I forget the location, but nonetheless, that is this week. They're clearly guaranteed an NCAA tournament bid. I think they finished the regular season 22-7, and I believe, something like that, Uh, 10-6 in the SEC. And uh, their net as of yesterday, because I looked it up, was twenty seven. So oh, how about uh, that, yeah. So probably a six seven seed yeah. for uh, for the women. It's a hell of an accomplishment. It really is. Uh, the the recovery from that program, um, just remarkable. Yeah, they were awful. I mean, not not even the word for it. Uh, they um, probably playing Florida in their first game. They get a bye. They will play Florida, or I guess a double bye, technically. So you're just assuming Florida's going to beat somebody? Uh, they're the five seed playing like the 12. I'll go ahead and assume. I don't even remember who the 12 might be. Well, I think it might be Vanderbilt. Well, that is very disrespectful to Vanderbilt. How do you know that <laughs> How do you know that Vanderbilt won't play the game of their lives? They could. I mean, Florida lost to Missouri yesterday. See? Yeah, I know. Who knows? I have a hunch if I'm wrong where none of us are going to lose a lot of sleep over it. It's probably- well, I'm now really cheering for Vanderbilt women's basketball on – are you? Is it when's when's the tournament start? Uh, I'm assuming Wednesday. it's like the men's, so it'll be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, well, I'm cheering for I go hope, doors. I hope, yeah, I hope the doors prove you wrong. Okay, good enough. All right, we'll move on a second. First two by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you're local underwriting and understands your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at six six two two three four two seven zero four. Or J L O W E at community mtg.com. We're also brought to you by Bro Throw. Speaking of uh, basketball tournaments and such, it's kind of fun to bet on the games, conference games. You get to bet on like the Western Athletic Conference quarterfinal. You can do all of that at Bro Throw. It's a social sports betting network, free to use, cool, fun way to bet. No third party, no juice over time. That's going to save you money. You can start your own group, make friends, invite your friends. Payment happens within. 
24 hours of the conclusion of your bet. You can take the other side of an existing bet, start a new bet, and more at brothrow.com. Also brought to you by Dead Soxy. Go to deadsoxy.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE, get 25% off the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. Saw some people in the thread talking about the spring and how sometimes it's kind of fun when the spring's nice and you sit out on the patio and maybe you drink some mezcal. It's kind of what someone close to me does. Um, Sometimes if you're going to do that, you never know when you're just one mezcal too many. You want to get the Game Changer patches. The only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for your next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com. Promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Also brought to you by Automation and Control Systems, LLC. ACS is uh, based in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. If you'd like to learn more about ACS, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. And we're brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry, 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. Been serving the Oxford area for uh, 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at lamonsfinejewelry.com or give them a call at 662-234-2777. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer. 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call uh, Southern, 662-429-4429. Podcast also brought to you by Johnston Hill Creamery, 662-419-9201, or cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com. You can find out all the uh, different options they have. They, they do small batch artisanal cheese, fermentation, charcuterie, baking, Catering, grazing tables, and much more. And it is the uh, the final day to get your cheesecake orders in, I believe, as uh, we're turning to March, Fat Tuesday tomorrow. So take advantage of that. Multiple sizes, multiple flavors available there at Johnston Hill Creamery. Again, johnstonhillcreamery.com, as well as uh, plenty of other items, as well as this uh, final day for your cheesecakes. johnstonhillcreamery.com. Uh, all right. Let's see. Uh, baseball knocking off VCU. They are now... 6-0 and on the season. They lost another game as far as not playing it over the course of the uh, the weekend. I think they had a window to actually get it in. Um, I'm not I, – I saw a lot That's of criticism. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. sorry. Ooh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, <laughs> hey. I might have watched The Office a little whoa. this weekend. All right. Uh, they uh, – I thought they called it a little early. The weather was incredibly bad. Early in the morning on Saturday, it was nasty. It, it, it was yeah. really nasty. I was out in it. It was well because I told you I'm not sure you're getting back okay. And then it sort of cleared up, and it was okay during the period of time. And it came again after that. So it was. Here's the thing: they've I, been unlucky this week from a from a what they have done compared to what the weather actually did. Although the meteorologists all missed the damn forecast, they did completely at noon Saturday. I can see why someone goes, "Let's punt," before people. Before people drive into this, before people get out and start trying to get into the stadium and slip and fall on ice and break their hips and stuff, let's call it. It turned out they could have gotten it in, but I 100% understand how that happened. 
That is Monday morning quarterbacking at its finest to turn around and go, well, you could have played. You could have. There was a two-hour and 55-minute window you, to get you, that game. You could have, but you would have had to have a window where you let people into the stadium. You didn't know what was going to happen from a temperature standpoint. Which was If it goes to 29 degrees. Where wet spots can turn into frozen spots and people fall and you get people hurt. Now you have ambulances having – stuff like that happens. I mean, my dad fell at a baseball I'll try, game. I remember, remember that. that? Yeah, I mean, it, it happens. So – you got to be. You got to think about more than can eighteen people play baseball today. Yes. Yes, but is there more to it than that? There is, and and I get it. Yeah. So you know, because on Wednesday or on Tuesday, again, they could have played because the weather slacked off, but they had to know in time for Arkansas State to leave. They. Yeah. You couldn't wait till four o'clock because Arkansas State wasn't already in town. Um, and the radar Tuesday looked like raw hell. It did. <laughs> and they got the game in. It's fine. It was, it was fine. It worked out the next day, yeah. which is actually a crappier day, but I digress. Uh, Ole Miss will make up that game, I assume, but they're getting, they get into a little bit of a pickle here because you have to find a team to play who also has an opening and a date available, and you don't want to go play the number 328 RPI team. You're better off just playing 55 games than going and find, finding Valley and going, hey, can you come over on Wednesday and play this game? Uh so I assume they will make it up. My guess is they will just find another day with Arkansas State and play the game yeah. and play the same team. Or not Arkansas State, sorry. Well, they might, actually. I could see them playing in Arkansas State or on Memphis or somebody sure. like that if they lose a game throughout the uh, the season. Find somebody else who and has something People are going to lose out. games in February and March. Yeah. So I think it will end up being a regional team on a random day. And when I say regional, probably even as north as, you know, like if SLU wanted to come in, like St. Louis, sorry, not South Law. Um, you know, all the way over to you know UAB, something like that. I mean, sure, draw that 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 line. Their biggest thing I talked about this in my three outs video yesterday is they just need innings right now, and the, these run rules are killing their innings. They should have played sixty three innings by this point in the season defensively, and they've only played forty five. They've had a game canceled, and they've lost nine innings off run rules to this point. Well, they need to stop scoring so much. Well, it is becoming a problem. I mean, it it it. it maybe that's what Mike's doing with the lineup. Sorry, kidding. Uh, I, there's they needed bats. It's hard to get everybody in right now. They they're running a, a group of twelve from a starting lineup standpoint. They're trying to give other a couple other guys at bats for this season and beyond. And then from a pitching standpoint, guys just aren't throwing enough. I mean, he had to throw Brandon Johnson in a game yesterday just to get him in with him up twelve to three because otherwise he wasn't going to get into a game. Over the course of the weekend, he looked really good doing it. You know, even you know John Gaddis has his start kind of messed up. He ends up throwing three three innings of relief, and he was very good doing it. But that's not the same situation and setup as coming in and starting a game over the course of the weekend. So it's uh, it's a little complicated from from that standpoint. They need to play all forty five innings this week. They have a busy week ahead. They play have ULM on Tuesday and Wednesday here in Oxford. Hands full. Hands full. And then head to uh, head to Orlando for a series at UCF Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I have no idea who UCF played over the weekend. You're always better off playing ULM during the week. When studying is important. Oh, when, I mean, there's just – Testing galore. If you, if you look in their dugout Tuesday and Wednesday, I promise you, you'll see textbooks. Guys on their – you'll see guys on their iPads. They're not looking at pitches and stuff. They're studying their chemistry. Mm-hmm. It, this, is, this is the first meeting since the pandemic thing. I believe that's the case. With ULM? Yep. So we're calling it now the pandemic thing. Sorry. <laughs> poor, poor form there, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. 
you know the thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ole Miss moving up to number two in the country, uh, just behind Texas. They uh, flip spots with Arkansas after Arkansas had a two in one week. They've had two two in one weeks in a row, which technically typically is not poll dynamics. Typically, if you have a winning week, you don't fall down. But on the list of things that do not matter, uh, yeah. this is this is one A. So Texas sweeps Alabama. They have a five and zero week. They stay at number one. Ole Miss six and zero, and they are up to number two in the country. Arkansas at three, Vanderbilt at five, LSU at seven. They're seven and one on the season. That one loss to La Tech. So it looks like the league's going to hold up and be good. It appears it's okay. Yeah, it's not dying. Gotcha. Uh, State goes three and one on their week after losing a. They do have a little bit of a mess uh, here. Cole corrects us, and, and I, I didn't know this. What? Ole Miss and ULM played last year because ULM won a game, and I do. Oh, did they? I do. Oh, now, okay. Now I don't I, even remember that. I, sure. I recall that being one of the subsequent meltdown days. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember that, but okay. Once the season's over, I'll kind of like block it out, then I'll remember it again however long later. And that's, yeah, this is not the time for that. Uh, but still, okay, cool. Sounds good. Oh, Miss has started playing ULM more for whatever reason. You just not playing very well, much. It's only four and a half hours. Yeah, play them. Come on. It's easy. It's hop on 20, get on 55. Doable. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a simple little trip. Yeah. State's four and three. They're still ranked ninth, but the three early non con losses a little bit of an issue when you start talking about seeding later on. I mean you twenty and six has always been the rule in non conference play, but yeah, it's a little weird. And that game that lost Friday, Northern Kentucky, the Norse, um, they two twenty seventh in the RPI last yeah. year. That's not a great loss. It's that's not a, like losing to Stanford yesterday. Yeah, that's yeah. that's not good. It's a that's a little different ball game there for them. Uh, Florida at fourteen, they have a five and zero week. Georgia at fifteen, they're seven and zero on their young season. Tennessee at seventeen, they just obliterated Iona. Uh, I know the first two days they scored twenty seven and twenty nine runs. So they did not have the run rule. They apparently did not agree to the run rule there. Uh, Liberty, who everybody said copied Ole Miss's uniforms, they're at twenty in the top twenty five. Not only did they copy them, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> holy hell! They took them and just changed the... I mean, they are the, exactly the same. They changed the letter, the, just the letters in the font. Yeah, yeah, the font's exactly the same. It just says Flames or Liberty or whatever instead of Ole Miss. I mean, when they did the debut thing, yeah, I'm like, well, you're not debuting anything. You just stole it, <laughs> which is fine. I mean, whatever. Yeah, copycatting stuff. It is what it is, but... But Wow. It was. You could at least like Louisiana Tech's is similar to Ole Miss's, but there are some differences. Yeah, yeah. You don't have a monopoly on essentially powder blue, so just no, change your stuff up. Just make it. Don't just copy it. Make it somewhat unique. No. Fair. Uh, obviously, the thing everybody talking about yesterday: Taiwan Malone hits the quote unquote walk off because they had their own effect, and it went right. to fourteen to three. I talked about this a little yesterday, though, and maybe it's me being my sentimentality a little bit. I don't really know what what it is, but we deal with so much crap in most of the sports we cover, if we're honest, a lot of stuff, that I do give this kid a lot of credit because it would be so easy to stick to football Mm -hmm. and just do what you were brought to school to do for Mm -hmm. all instances and just do that. And instead, he formed chemistry with teammates really, really quickly kind of deferred, understands his spot a little bit. At the same time, grinding his ass off to just get on the field. He's not going to be a star over there this year. He's not going to play every day. But just to kind of work through it. And 
you know, you can see some some real joy from him yesterday. He hits sure. that ball and kind of just has one of those moments. And he was he was laughing when the game's over. He's like, "Hey, I just wanted the full crowd out there, though." He was upset, you know. It was the, the it was you know it was the it was the game where there wasn't a ton of students and he didn't get the big beer shower and the whole deal. But there's something to his character to submit to the work that is required for him to play baseball and to what is necessary from a time standpoint and to to come over and put that together. Because, you know, there was a message board thread a couple of days ago. I'm not picking on somebody because a lot of people have this thought. Sure. But they go, hey, we need him at football. He wouldn't be here if he was not able to play baseball. The reason he is at Ole Miss, because he is going to be given every opportunity to play both sports. But that doesn't mean given the like given tons of at bats that he doesn't deserve. I mean, he's not gonna he's not starting at DH on Friday just because he's Taiwan Malone. Sure, but he's given a uniform and given a roster spot. And look, he's he frankly he's done better than I thought he would because dude had did not play his last two years of high school baseball. He had the pandemic, which killed his junior year. And then his senior year, he was recovering from ACL surgery. So he has not played baseball since his sophomore year of high school. I mean, he, he, you know, look, defensively, he's got a long way to go. But there's some raw power there. There's sure. some stuff. He's not he's not completely nothing from a baseball standpoint. And I, it was a really cool reward for him yesterday. I don't know how much he's going to play or not play, but there's something to showing up and just getting an opportunity and making the most of it and just kind of putting your damn head down and working a little bit. And he, he did that. You probably know where I'm going here. It's why I was pissed off at the NCAA last week about what they did to John Rice Plumley. You get to be young one time. You get to be this age one time. You get you get that opportunity one time. If you want to play baseball and you're willing to put the work in to play baseball and they give you the opportunity to play baseball, then play baseball. If there ends up being consequences down the road because you didn't focus on football, well, you can answer to that at the appropriate time. He's the one that gets up each day and looks in the mirror. He's the one that gets up each day and puts the work in. If he views the work as worthwhile and he wants to do it, well then, and and the agreement was put in place for him to have that opportunity, and he's not causing trouble on on the baseball side of it. Very clearly, like you said, he knows his role. He knows he's not stepping in and knocking Tim Elko out of the lineup. He gets it. So if he's not being a bad teammate, and from all accounts, he's the complete antithesis of that. Yeah, the first thing everybody says is, "Hey, we love the guy." So okay. Okay. It doesn't really matter what you as a fan or whatever want. Yeah. It's our media. And the majority of fans are more than Yeah, cool. But there's that handful of people that are just football, 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 football. And, and there, there will be media people who will be that way about it. Hey, he should, he should go focus on football. Well, what if that's not what he wants to do? And I'm not saying he's going to become a major leaguer. I, I have no idea, frankly. No, no clue. But I watched people say that to Terrence Davis for four years. Mm-hmm. He had that hellacious week in Montgomery or Mobile or Hattiesburg or wherever yep. the hell the game was that, that year. And for four years, you ought to play baseball. I mean, football. I want to play basketball. Yeah, but you have a professional future in football. I want to play in the NBA. Yeah, but you could play in the NFL. Yeah, but I want to play in the NBA. So conversations he had to have with people all the time. It ended up being a motivating thing. Mm-hmm. Ask me how that story ended. It's his. It's his decision. It's not nobody else's. If he wants to play baseball, play baseball. That was part. Of, like you said, that was part of the agreement. If Ole Miss had said in the recruiting process you can't play baseball, he wouldn't be here. No, he'd have gone somewhere else. 
Maybe to Tennessee where they told him you could play baseball or Texas A&M where they told him you could play baseball. Yeah. One of the reasons he didn't go to Michigan was he wanted to go south and play baseball. Yeah. One of the reasons. Yeah. So it, that's, it all worked out. So that was a cool moment yesterday. It was fun. You know, he'll get up today and go back to work. And he's doing his lifts and stuff with football. Oh, he's not missing. No. Frankly, he's avoiding getting hurt. Yeah. He's a defensive tackle. Yeah. He'll be all right. Defensive end or whatever in their little their format, but whatever. He can kind of And I suspect he'll get over there for some spring stuff. He'll go through some some of it. Yeah, I mean, if he's not on a travel roster, then he can go hang out for three or four days when they're going to Auburn or Alabama right. or wherever it is they go for right. road, for road games over the course of so the he'll spring. Get, he'll get some stuff. Maybe I'll right. be okay. And as, frankly, as long as he's in the off-season program and as long as – He looks like he's in damn good shape. I mean, we talked to him yesterday. I mean, just on the hoof is – some would call it looks it. like he's dropped a little of that weight. Yeah, no, he's 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 matured from a weight standpoint. Yeah, because he had gained some ACL weight, if you mm-hmm. will. Yeah, I think he's gone. I mean, he was he looked fit yesterday. Yeah, when we first saw him last August, he's a big human now. Yeah, and he didn't look. I mean, look, he looked fitter than us, but from a football standpoint, he didn't look super fit. Yeah, no, he's much leaner, and he he he, he looks good right now. That's for sure. I mean, you can kind of see that even in the picture we put out with the. With the video yesterday. Hello, Chet. Nice to see you back in the thread. Um, I, my source on that's Terrence himself. So oh, there was a lot of that. Ooh, boy. Yeah, I mean, message I, were. Yeah, I hate to break it to you. Yeah. Um, but glad to see you made it through another weekend. <laughs> Podcast brought to you by Northeast Spark. NESPARC service people across rural communities. Two packages: the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze. One gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team, bringing you world-class broadband. That's IndySpark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service available, parental controls, network security, a wireless mesh extender, and much more. Call the office for details and get the best internet in Lafayette County. Again, that's 662-238-3159. College Corners, your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's not a problem. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Largest selection of rebel gear in central Mississippi. We recorded a uh, Mind on My Money on Thursday. It was pretty good. It's brought to you by Pinnacle. Martin Palomo and I do that each Thursday. Um, they... Uh, have clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. At Pinnacle, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. It's mypinwealth.com. John Edwards and I are going to be taping a um, travel podcast tomorrow. I have that to you sometime later in the week for those who are interested. It's uh, brought to you by Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're thinking about traveling, just get in touch with John. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He's going to give you options that you're not going to come up with on your own. You don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services, either 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. And we're brought to you by Opa, Oxford's newest restaurant on the historic square. A delicious menu featuring euros, wraps, kebabs, fresh redfish, lamb chops, and more. An awesome bar serving your favorite handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, and amazing candlelit patio as well. All of that at 306 South Lamar, just south of the Square Courthouse in Oxford. And we're brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the um, market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. 
They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. And we're brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Our guest is brought to you by GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and they offer MedSync. Free prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. So whether you are uh, in Oxford, you can check them out on South Lamar there um, locally or in um, Holly Springs. They have Tyson Drugs on the square. So either location takes care of your community pharmacy, all the benefits that come with that. Again, MedSync, free delivery, and much more. 662-236-2222. I was looking to see what uh, UCF and ULM have done to this point of the season. ULM is uh, one in four on their young campaign. Who we played the Dodgers? <laughs> yeah, they uh, they lost two out of three versus Southern Illinois. They're tough, Southern Illinois. They won opening day one to nothing, and then they lost eleven to three and ten to nine. But that ten to nine game was we were, we were robbed. And then uh, last weekend they played Missouri somewhere, not in either place. I don't know where it was. Maybe it wasn't Monroe. I don't know. And uh, they lost four to three on Friday. They were. Uh, they were rained out on Saturday, so maybe ULM is a makeup game down the road. Maybe that's somebody oh, they could do. And uh, then they lost four to two on Sunday against Just the Tigers. Maybe some Bayou to Seard, and we'll see what happens. So that's, I mean, respectable there. It's Missouri, but still respectable there against the uh, the Tigers. Missouri not great at baseball. And then uh, UCF, they uh, they swept Siena the first weekend. Not just swept them, but they outscored Siena. Let me do some quick math: forty-six to two over the three games. Assuming Siena is not a great baseball program, they beat North Florida three to two in the midweek last week, and then two two out of three from Georgia Southern, losing the middle game three to two, and winning five and one and ten to one. So a lot of offense for the Knights so far this season. As they uh, they get Stetson tomorrow, and then have Ole Miss in town next uh, next week. They do really well in the non-con playing teams. They get Miami, Florida State, get into their their league play there in the uh, in the American, which is kind of an underrated baseball conference. It's not a bad baseball conference at uh at all. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. I don't know. That's pretty kind of news from baseball. I, I got nothing else. Um, we're two weeks into a season with a lot of games and a lot of stuff. And you noticed a trend like on two one pitches. What are they going with? Or I'm kidding. <laughs> Stop kidding. Even if you knew the one through nine lineup, it would make no sense to use that every day right now. No. Tinker and put people in the game. Well, you want to, you want to get guys some bats. You want to see some things. You want to make sure that your analysis has been correct. I mean, it's like you said last week in Charleston Southern, Mike Bunnin just calls that day. He had no real reason to. He just did it because he wanted to see if they would pull it off. You're winning every game by double digits. It's okay to experiment a little bit. The schedule's been fairly awful to this point. Yeah. I mean, VCU's okay. They're fine. I mean, they again, they were a regional team last year. They won 22 straight. It's possible Ole Miss is really, really good. Well, offensively, they are. They're yeah. a bear. So, I mean, you know, one through nine, you're just – Yeah. The stress they're going to put on pitchers over the course of this season because there isn't, there isn't an off minute where you get that eight and that nine and you get to reset and you get different things. I mean – You've got Kemp sitting at the bottom of the order, and it won't shock me if he hits 12, 14 home runs this year, um, hitting 7th, 8th, ninth in the order. 
Um, they come at you a lot of ways. And as I said after week one, they've done a really good job of taking walks, taking hit by pitches. They've been pretty damn patient considering their ability to hit, especially in the cold weather over the course of the weekend. They've, they've done a really good job with that. It's why, look, it's why it's so important for Ole Miss to pitch like Gaddis pitched yesterday. He threw three innings and only threw 30 total pitches in the three innings. Just throw it over the plate, make them hit it. Dude, quit. The errors are a problem because Ole Miss is only going to lose a ton of baseball games if they walk and commit tons of errors and they don't make teams out hit them. I'm not making excuses for people. Yeah. But if they're still making these errors when it's 75 yeah, degrees sure. and nice, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, it was I'll the, start to go, hey, maybe they have a problem. I'm, I'm just – They were not overly locked in, I don't think, in the game that was 35 degrees, the wind was blowing in the first inning. And right. Kind of, and so you, somebody kicks the ball a little bit. Okay. If you're doing it when it's 75, I'll start to go, oh, hey, maybe you have a problem. But right now, I just – Yeah. They've committed 11 errors so far this season. And that's and, a uh, lot. But they've played in some really crappy conditions. Yeah, they've played essentially three games in good weather. Of so six. I'll just wait. Mike does not appear to be overly concerned. Um, he seems annoyed, not concerned. There's a difference. Sure. He was frustrated, but he yelled at him probably a little bit. Probably but. would like for them to be a little more locked in. And I, look, you don't want to do it on purpose, but I thought it was important for Drew McDaniel yesterday to be the one out there when it happened because the game opens for Ole Miss, for anybody who wasn't watching. They walked the first batter on a really good at bat by the kid. It was like a nine-pitch at bat. It got to a full count. He fought off a couple pitches. And then it was error, error, wild pitch. So VCU's up one to nothing, runners on second and third with nobody out before they ever even get started. They scored three runs in the inning without a hit, which you don't see very often. That's not a crazy line that is that is noticeable. And McDaniel kind of held it together. He kind of he kind of he kind of chilled a little bit, and that was the thing coming into his season was, hey, how's he do mentally when a couple guys get on? Can he limit it? Can he can he not sort of freak out? And he didn't. I thought he threw okay for the you know too many walks, but I thought he threw okay for those three innings. I thought actually in a weird way it was a, it was a positive sign for McDaniel yesterday, and then Gaddis and 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 Johnson kind of shut them down. There wasn't much else from VCU at that point. I think they were. VCU was 0 for 11, but runners on base uh, yesterday, so there wasn't there wasn't a ton to uh, to that. Um, everybody is doing this Taiwan Malone thing. I guess it's really good for aggregation. I mean, I see the athletic MLB account has now tweeted out the Taiwan Malone home run oh. yesterday. It is uh it is blowing up all over the internet. Defensive tackle hits hits home run. News at 11, whatever. Sure. I saw on our stream that. Uh, um, Matt Corral not throwing at the combine this week. Oh, I, I had not seen I that, not but that. I will take their word for it okay. in the uh, in the stream. I guess not a surprise. I mean, you have the ankle, the whole deal. You want to be a hundred percent before you throw, but I mean, yeah. what, what what do you feel like this does to him if that is the case? Well, first thing it does it makes his pro day even more critical. It's all kind of on one day, isn't it? Um, and that's coming up, right? 24th, I believe. Is that right? It's March 22nd, 24th. Okay, so he's got a like month, three weeks or so. Yeah, it just tells you maybe that not fully healthy or they want to be completely ready to go before he does it or I don't know. Probably not the first quarterback off the board at this point. That seems to be a growing consensus that he's had a little bit of a just a that he's had a weird postseason he's been unable to get any momentum going yeah if anything a little loss but well, it's, look it's two blows you're not you, you didn't play in the senior bowl because he wasn't a senior and 
And now you're not going to throw at the combine. That's are the other guys throwing at the combine? Willis throwing at the combine. I would assume. Yeah. I have no no reason to believe they are they are not. I mean, if you're an if you're an NFL team, you just the one thing you want is you want to see him throw before, and and they're going to bring him in for a workout. So they're going to test that. So it's fine. So the answer now that I talked my way through it is it's not probably not that big of a deal. Here's one that's a little bit interesting. Is obviously they talk about this is from the athletic, the the draft analyst talking about that obviously his interviews are important because he's still for whatever reason trying to shake the immaturity label which has been gone for two or three years. But yeah. whatever, he'll do that. It's sure. fine. That's not going to hang him up. Is his weight? It says that uh, there's a paragraph here that Corral's weight will be interesting. Scouts say he was less than 200 pounds last spring. Um, durability, especially the way he runs. What was he listed at? 205? And I always would look at him and go, man, I don't know that he weighs that much. He did wasn't carrying a bunch of body fat. No, 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 no. I mean, no, no. talk about fit. Yeah, fit dude. Yeah, I mean, kind of. 205. 62205 yeah. was his listing. So if you told me it was 195 during the season, I'd, I'd buy, buy it. it. Sure. Which is light for an NFL quarterback. But I had not put that two and two together at all. I mean, it's a league where you a lot of stuff is based on metrics. A lot of stuff is you know, it's one of the reasons everybody loves Willis is because of his size and his arm and all that stuff. Look, there's question marks with Matt, but he'll he'll be a first round pick. He's going to be. I think he's going to be a very successful NFL quarterback. I think it's imperative for him to get with a coaching staff that really holds him accountable on the running the football. So reading here, this coming it's coming from Pro Football Talk, uh, so NBC Sports. says one of the top prospects in this year's draft won't be throwing at the scouting combine in Indianapolis. Tom Pelissero of NFL Media reports Matt Corral will not throw until later this month. Corral's been recovering from an ankle injury. He suffered for Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl on January 1st. Corral resumed throwing in the last couple of weeks, but will continue to work out on his own before the school, school's pro day workout on March 23rd. So I had the middle day there. Uh, Corral joins Pickett, Willis, Howell, Ritter, and Strong as the leading quarterback prospects for this year. Yeah, okay. So three weeks from tomorrow, he'll have his pro day. Yeah, and if he's already been throwing for two weeks, he should be fine by pro day. He's being cautious to not put any kind of bad thing out there. Well, if he hasn't been able to throw the way he wants to throw because of the ankle, that makes sense. Buy himself three more weeks to get ready. And then, like I said, if you're the Lions or the Steelers or the (laughs) – What's the Washington team called? Commanders. Commanders. Or the Saints or whoever you're gonna you're gonna bring him in anyway and probably put him through some form of a workout in your place where you can see him. And I think for a lot of it, it's putting him on a board, getting making sure that How long do those typically last? The the to workouts when they bring you in. Oh, they'll keep you there for a day. Is that work is that interviews and everything? Is that a yeah, full they, kind of day? You, you typically bring you in, you do dinner and all that stuff, and then you get up the next day and we're going to have a session. A lot of it's sitting down in the rooms and looking at film and getting on the board and making sure this is a guy that can communicate. Because in the NFL, it's a lot of obviously the the margin between winning and losing is small. You need quarterbacks who understand what you're trying to do. There's so much nitpicking. Oh, sure, of course. I mean, it's just. 
Well, we've talked about this. They're going to pick them all apart. Whoever takes Matt Corral will have dug deep into Matt Corral. They've talked to every high school coach. They've talked to everybody who's ever had a good experience, a bad experience, or an experience in between. Just a little uh, quick thing here. This happened a couple days ago. I guess we didn't see it. Well, we didn't have a show on Friday, so that's why. Um, but this is fairly relevant. NCAA relaxing marijuana testing threshold. Um, they're recommending lighter penalties for uh, for positive tests. As they um, <clears throat> said, the threshold levels for THC, which is obviously the psychoactive ingredient in marijuana, will go from 35 nanograms per milliliter to 150 nanograms per milliliter, which the NCAA says is in line with the World Anti-Doping Agency's levels. The threshold change is effective immediately and retroactive to any drug tests since the fall of 2021. Um, reconsidering the NCAA approach to cannabis testing and management is consistent with feedback from membership on how to better support and educate student-athletes in society with rapidly evolving public health and cultural views regarding cannabis use. Brian Hainline, the NCAA chief medical officer, said in a statement, he also said pot is, quote, not considered a performance-enhancing substance. So, Previously, one positive test for marijuana would mean an NCAA athlete would immediately have to miss 50% of a regular season, and a second would mean an athlete would sit out for the equivalent of one season. Is that right? Those never got reported. Oh, good God. Wow. I got questions. Yeah. And I don't care. No, 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 no. no. Like, please, I think even this is dumb. Like, yeah. I don't feel like there should be a rule. But, like. I mean, I'm cool with it, but I'm like, well, that was the rule? Yeah, hold on. Oh, well, well, I've covered teams. Yeah, I can... <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, Neil, quote, say it with me back injury. Yes. Okay? Yes. Back injury. You almost want. I have lots of questions now. I'll never get them answered, but I'd love to go back and go. So, how did you guys get around that? No, I'm I'm I'm, I'm legitimately just curious. No judgment. Just just let me know. Well, and under the new proposal, an athlete will have to follow a school's quote management plan and education, but those are stringent. After testing positive the first time, the second positive test would also not cause an athlete to lose eligibility as long as they complied with the first management plan. Otherwise, the athlete would sit out 25% of regular season games. The third positive test still wouldn't affect eligibility if the athlete was compliant with the previous two plans. If not, the athlete would lose. Okay, so it's impossible to get actually ineligible at this point for marijuana. Good job. Good. We made some progress. Yeah. That's good. But that's the dumbest rule. Did you hear that? Yeah. As long as you went to the – I mean, it's like traffic school. Just as long as you keep going, it's fine. You never actually get hit with anything. It's all all good. So – then why not just legalize it? Just go. Ahead, that's a lot. Like that's a lot of word salad for. I mean, just hey, you can smoke dope and still play. Because that's what they just said, which is good because they've been smoking dope. Yeah, that's what they said. Was you can do this and I it's mean, no longer. I mean, I've covered basketball teams where, whoa, you'd have been you'd have been down to the managers fast. If the t- testing was and real assu- And that's assuming the managers weren't tested. Even that was a leap. Yeah, well, yeah. Those four cats in the student section were going to get... Go get a uniform, boys. Yeah, so I didn't know that that was a thing, but apparently that is a rule. Hmm. I had no idea. Yeah. So they've legalized marijuana is what we're actually yes, telling you here. that's what they're saying. Because I have a feeling there'll be somebody in charge of making sure that they get that. They can't come out and say that, though, because that's, that's too... That's just too easy. You've got to make it look like you 
passed all sorts of legislation. Well, they did do that. And they did. They paid a lawyer an hour for some jargon and some stuff. Yeah, that, that apparently. Because the NCAA release probably says athletes will undergo vigorous testing oh, education course, plans. Yes. They'll put at the very bottom that, hey, they don't actually get <laughs> yeah. penalized no matter what happens at this point. So that's that's it's always interesting when the little lines at the bottom sort of negate everything that got said on the top. Yeah. Hey, what we wrote up there, just disregard that. Yeah. And here's the here's the truth as we as we move through this thing. So <laughs> that's a name from the past, Dundrikus Nelson. Oh. He that's what got him. It was the was it Melvin Harris, the football player that we always it was always like the message board joke. It was the wide out of Buford, Georgia. Was he a back issue? Yeah, I want to say that was the one at least the message board believed that to be the case. I mean, if, if you're listening to Melvin, I have no idea myself. <laughs> but he was the one that his mom called me one day and she goes, uh, she goes, hey, coach. And I was like, uh, no, no, what's up? And she goes, I got Melvin's uh, test scores. What do I need to send those? And I'm like, oh, well, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm curious, but not not me. She's like, "This is not Coach Nut." And I was like, "Not not Coach Nut." Um, I don't know. I have no idea how we got those numbers crossed, but not Coach Nut. Um, can can lead you in the right direction here. But yeah, it was Melvin Harris's mother. Hmm. That'd been like 2009. It was a totally different era. A lot of ways. So many ways. Yeah, yeah. Simpler time in a way. Oh, for sure. A lot simpler time. Yeah. Yeah. Kids talked then. Yeah. So, podcast brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Go to the events page. See everything going on this week and every week here locally in the Oxford area. The uh, The Mardi Gras Parade is uh, tomorrow, March 1st, 5.30 to 6 o'clock for that. Obviously, a uh, outdoor family-friendly event. Starts and ends at uh, St. Peter's, goes around the square, and then again back to the uh, the church, the community market is uh tomorrow that is the pavilion um <clears throat> uh old armory pavilion here in oxford and ton, tons of sporting events this week as uh as well as you know baseball is here in the midweek basketball on saturday and uh much more and then on friday it is a uh, first friday free sketch day at the university museum that is 10 o'clock to four time four o'clock for that so head on over you can find out more about that at museum.olemiss.edu again march 4 10 o'clock for first friday Priest to catch day at the Ole Miss Museum. So again, visit OxfordMS.com. Uh, we're brought to you by Service Specialist. Uh, does your company need hard-to-find talent to meet the uh, goals? Are you seeking a career change? Let this be your year to make the change. Your first step needs to be to contact Service Specialist Employment Agency, the oldest employment agency in Mississippi. They recruit in all industries. Remember, there's nothing to lose by reaching out. No cost to you as a candidate. Everything is kept confidential. Service Specialist wishes you and your company a successful 2022. You can contact them at 662-832-5138. Also brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife. That's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more at The Rogue. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. Don't just accept what you see. But imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental uh, uses uh, conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign, to help people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. 
Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile. Uh, these clear aligners are the virtually visible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. Brought to you by Bell & Grove, based out of Chattanooga. Bell & Grove is a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. They specialize in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S. They can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rates possible for their customers. In addition, Bell & Grove can help customers design a custom solution for their shipping needs. Whether your business is in need of moving a truckload of partial shipment or a flatbed, Bell & Grove can accommodate you. They also provide both air and ground expedited services for customers who need to move product quickly. For more information, call Daryl Oliver at 865-672-6557. The uh, people from Southern Traditions had a great weekend down in uh, Florida, won a ton of awards, uh, both instructors and students. So uh, congratulations to them. If you'd like to learn more about Southern Traditions Farm, it's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. They've got two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. It's a lot offered. Horseback riding offerings from uh, trainer Susan Walt. You can also buy your first horse and compete at nationally recognized competitions like the one down in South Florida where they were over the weekend. To learn more about them, get in touch with um, one of the leading Equestrian teachers in uh, the country, Bowers Cone. It's B O W E R S Cone, the number one, at gmail.com or message them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Podcast also brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. And launching today, they've got a, uh, a new flavor for you. It's Louisiana Shrimp Bowl, a little spicier. A little more maybe for those who uh, who like that. Best flavor yet coming here from Prime Shrimp. You can get it now with primeshrimp.com. Go there, click the Louisiana Shrimp Bowl, and take advantage of that. Is uh, It is available. It's even discounted a little with launch week. And you can use code MPW. And remember, it's always $20 off the first order when you uh, when you take advantage of that. So, again, Louisiana Shrimp Bowl, new flavor there from Prime Shrimp. That's primeshrimp.com. Getting it straight to your door, delivered, and then it is ready in less than 10 minutes from uh, freezer to plate. Primeshrimp.com. Uh, seeing here from ESPN, where's it at? Had it up a second ago. If you're curious, just from an NCAA tournament standpoint, they have the locks for the SEC as uh, Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama, LSU, and Arkansas. Yeah. So uh, six in for sure. Those six have a net of 23 or better. They're in. And then uh, the work to do, Florida and Mississippi State for Florida. They say having safely navigated a bad loss hazard by posting a 12-point victory at Georgia. The Gators now focus their attention on the upcoming game at Vanderbilt. Falling short on the road to the Commodores wouldn't be a particularly bad loss in the eyes of the net. But a Florida team that's in the next four-out territory needs wins, period. Pretty much every game is a must-win for Florida now, especially with the finale at home against Kentucky. So they're saying they have to probably have to beat Kentucky in the, mm-hmm. uh, in the finale. Yeah, yeah. And that's a – Kentucky's still a little banged up. Um, and the Mississippi State, where do they have them? Because I think State's got to win twice this weekend. They get Auburn at home, and then they go to Texas A&M, and I think they got to win both games. At the far edge of the bubble, you'll find hopeful teams facing very long odds. The Bulldogs are 500, a tough conference, and for their next game, they have a national power coming to their arena. If Ben Howland's group can win at home against Auburn, the discussion can continue. If not, it's difficult to see a viable path to an at-large bid. Uh, there you go. That's what they believe. 
probably got to beat Auburn, got to beat A&M, and then probably have to go win twice in Tampa. And what a shame, by the way, that this year, as good as the tournament has a chance to be, that they're putting the damn thing in Tampa. I know. Put it in Nashville. Leave, Leave it, it in Nashville is actually the answer. Hoover works, Nashville works. Yes. Find places where it works and just leave the damn thing alone. I mean, can you imagine a Final Four at the SEC tournament of Auburn, in whatever combination you want to do, Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Arkansas? Yeah. In Nashville? Everybody's in on Saturday. That place would be an absolute zoo on Saturday. It would. And it might end up being that in Tampa, but I kind of doubt it. It's harder to get to Tampa. If you live in Knoxville or you live in Fayetteville or whatever, it's a little tougher trip to get oh. to Tampa than it is to get to Nashville. Lexington will show up. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, there's few things more fun than the SEC tournament in Nashville. When Kentucky, Nashville works better than Atlanta for the tournament. When Kentucky's good, yeah. oh, I mean, Nashville becomes rough south, and it's fun. And then those other schools, like Tennessee would bring a ton of people, obviously, to Nashville. Arkansas would bring a ton of people to Nashville. Those those games get fun. Auburn travels when they're good. Well, look, there is something to putting these tournaments. Because forget, oh, we got to make sure it's in the middle. No, put it close to the fans who show up. Some of the reasons why Hoover works. It's of close course. to State and LSU and Arkansas and Ole Miss. Of course. The four teams who go to tur- go to games anyway. Yeah. I mean, hey, we're going to move the SEC baseball tournament to Virginia Beach. Well, hold on. Why? What are, you, what are you doing? You're just being cute now. Yeah. So Kentucky can get there? I mean, like, what, are we, what are we doing? And the SEC baseball tournament's truly meaningless. It's just an exhibition. It's fun. It makes sense to put the damn thing in Hoover. Just put it in Hoover. It works. That's your thing. Yeah. A lot of media get real up in arms about that. I never want it moved. I, no. I'm, I'm, I'm very comfortable there. It, it works. You got all the seating for media and stuff. It's easy. To, it's a huge parking lot. The media has no pallets. They all go to Joe Alexander's. I can get into my Birmingham yeah. restaurants. It's cool. We're I mean, all good. Y'all have a Look at them walking around. You're not trying to. We could do put it in downtown Memphis. Where you're shuttling everybody from the RV park back. No one's doing that. Just let them park in the parking lot and walk into the place. Exactly. From an ease of logistics, it is a no freaking brainer. Which is why you play the damn and It's why the SEC keep going, yeah, y'all bid on it. And you're going to have a chance to hell over Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, well the dirty little secret is we really don't care what you bid. Yeah, you can't win this bid. Yeah, unless you get moved into this area, that is that is it. I mean, I've heard people say you could put it in Round Rock or whatever, and I'm like, okay, but why? Why? That makes no sense. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Oh Lord. Uh, football this weekend. There's recruiting and stuff and things. There we'll are. I, I'm going to be by the probably by the time you hear this, I will have posted it of putting together a list of guys who are expected to come in this weekend. It's unofficial visitors. It's about 20 guys. Okay, a light junior day. Yes, there. I don't a meticulous junior day. I don't think. I think it's going to be. I think for the people who understand it, they're going to enjoy it better. And I think for the people who want recruiting to be like recruiting has always been, it's going to be very, very frustrating. But the the cattle call junior day is not the case anymore. Now, how you prevent those kids from just showing up, I don't know. It's hard. But 
they are trying to do it by invitation only because they're trying to recruit at a higher level because the they have found that they have a a parachute a really nice parachute that works really well mm-hmm. in the transfer portal you don't get a guy okay we'll use that spot yeah. in the portal here are the high school kids we want we'll get as many of those as we can get and then we just won't take anybody after yeah. that and we'll save those spots and figure it out later because they know they're not going to hit a thousand on high school kids no one does they're not either Versus years ago, where it'd be, hey, we just got to take as best we can get, best we can get. Well, you had plan A, you had plan B, you had plan C. and You had that weekend at the end, right before signing day, when you took all the leftovers and offered a couple of those kids. Yeah, and figured out which of those guys you're going to take. Now you don't do that. Now you just hold those spots and use them for the portal. Yeah, so that's – we'll have coverage of that. Uh, Again, baseball tomorrow. But we're going – they go to later night games this week. Uh, ULM, 6.30, not 4. So 6.30 on Tuesday, 4 o'clock on Wednesday. For uh, for baseball and then whatever time it is in, uh, it's a mistake. In Orlando. It gives them all day to study. It does. I have no idea from uh, from that point. So, hope you have a wonderful day. We'll be back with you again tomorrow. So take care, and we'll talk to you then.